the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Happy Monday to you all. Reopening the phones in the second hour, 888-344-1170. Breaking news tonight, Georgia Grand Jury returns 10 indictments, awaiting the unsealing of that. Not sure if that's going to happen tonight. It's like 10 o'clock on the East Coast. You know, why Why tonight? Hmm, gee, we talked a little bit about this last hour. Um, we've got that to discuss. Uh, we've got uh, Iowa in 2024 uh, Republican primary to talk about. The de- first debate is happening in, in uh, next week, in a few days. Got so much to get into tonight and on our Mondays with Maloney segment. So let's get into it. Let's bring in the man. It's Brian Maloney from Red Wave America. Hello, my dear. Hey, hey. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You sound a little out of breath, my dear. Did you just run uh, in from the beach? Just, just racing around trying to keep up with the headlines tonight. I know. Uh, it's crazy. Because, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, your reaction to the Georgia Grand dur- Jury tonight returning 10 indictments, which, you know, gee, what a shock. Uh, who, you know, who would have seen this coming except it was already posted on the clerk's uh, site earlier today. Well, and that's the thing. It's a circus what's going on right now. I mean, they posted this and then removed it and then put it back up in the evening. Because they were and like, whoops, we, we were a little well, premature. <laughs> well, at first it was, you know, like it was some kind of mistake and as though it was a, a hoax or a prank. Uh, and then they turn around in the evening. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was real after all. Um, that's number one. And number two, what's going on right now is it's like a contest between liberal nightmare counties and cities and corrupt whatever prosecutors to jump in front of each other to indict Trump with something, whatever they can, uh, in order to grab the biggest share of the headlines. That's what this is about. This is about making careers and uh, right. trying to, you know, all these people have massive egos. And they want to be the one that jumps in front of all the other cases against Trump. So the, well, the point as, is, as well yeah. as, excuse me for interrupting, as well as they, this is, you know, we had a story come out this morning about the FBI um, at, tipping off the Biden transition team about Hunter Biden. So, of course, they've got to detract from that. They've also got to detract and distract from Hawaii and the sh- shocking situation over there. I'm not on board with some of the conspiracy theories that are going on because, for example, that the elites and the billionaires want, you know, couldn't get Lahaina under their control. So they had to burn it down to, in order to develop it and make money off of it. But clearly, this is, this is.
this is this is the Biden administration's Katrina, and they don't want anybody focused on what's going on in Hawaii as well. well. And, and that's so that is exactly where we should focus because the fact that billionaires already have as much land in Hawaii as they want. I mean, we've got Silicon Valley tyrants that already own whole islands there. So that's the thing. Some of the conspiracies do go too far on this, and it looks like it's the electric utility. High winds, poles were knocked over. I've seen footage of this now on Twitter, uh, and that sparked the fires. You had 80-mile-an-hour winds, and the town never had a chance. I do want to know, though, why every emergency alert system in Hawaii has the most sophisticated in the world in terms of advanced alert to emergencies, why nothing worked. I know when at any time to react, uh, you know, I mean, there, there should have been different ways to warn people. I mean, I'm, you know, where I live, I'm getting these red alerts on my phone over, <clears throat> you know, with possible this or that that might happen today from some storm or whatever. Uh, you know, I don't know why none of that worked in Hawaii. Okay, so that's number one. Um, but you're absolutely right that Biden gets asked a question. He's sitting on a beach in Rehoboth, Delaware. Okay, sitting on, again, sitting on the beach. Somebody dares to ask him a question about uh, Hawaii, and he says no comment about Hawaii. Okay, so how can you have no comment about Hawaii? This wasn't even a question about Hunter Biden, drugs, guns, uh, prostitutes. This wasn't even that. This was, hey, you know, it's the president. What about Hawaii? No comment. I mean, what? Yeah, in fact, I want to play this because Brian's not making this up. Skins, please play clip four. Uh, nothing there. He just says no comment. There was two questions thrown at him. The first one was about the rising death toll, and the second went, and he doesn't respond. And then he gets thrown another question of, you know, um, do you want to talk about the response? No comment. How do you, how do you get away with that? Well, and that's the thing. No other president would. And, you know, I, I, I despise the Bushes at this point in time because they've, they've burned us on so many issues, and I can't stand them. However, the way that George W. Bush was attacked over Katrina, and I remember because this is something I was extensively covering at the time, which was the Air America Liberal Radio Network, and it all started there at the time, and that was, let's blame Bush for Katrina. And Bush was blindsided by these attacks. He didn't see them coming, and he didn't know how to respond. And he by did a crappy was, job of responding to it, by oh, the way. Well, he always did a yes. terrible job. But look, the bottom line was, by the time a couple of days had passed, it was almost universally across the country felt that Bush had, you know, caused Katrina. Yeah. And then, and then I caused it. I mean, they actually blamed him yeah. for causing it. They said, you know, he, he contributed to global warming, blah, 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 blah. And that caused. That he know, didn't I mean, evacuate they, people. I mean, he was literally blamed yeah, yeah, yeah. for decisions I mean, was, on the ground. It was insane. And well, so, that, that so much. It wasn't in charge of. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was, it was crazy. Um, but so. Here, 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 Andrea. I mean, I mean, Biden hasn't lifted a finger. Well, not only that, but, you know, um, one of the things that, uh, remember, good job, Brownie. Bush was excoriated because of FEMA's response. I'm not seeing anything on legacy media tonight, like I saw from Kai Lenny, the surfer Kai Lenny, in which he did a video talking about how their flights that they, that they were coordinating to bring medicine and insulin over from Kona were being blocked by the Biden administration. So they were having to go and use jet skis 
buggies and boats to bring medicine no. over, and the Coast Guard was threatening them. And it wasn't until I mean, Kai Linney's got an international you know name, and it wasn't until they started screaming big big names like Kai Linney that the federal government decided they decided they wouldn't block the locals from getting some and medicine. That- yet they weren't. Yet the Biden administration still isn't doing it. And and I think that it it's Republicans need to start start screaming. Where's the Republican well, Party? Have it, and they have it. And I've been yelling about this for a couple of days on Twitter. Why aren't the Republicans saying anything about it? Not a word. You know, and, and with the Mitch McConnell response, we can't be criticizing, you know, the president, blah, 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 blah. And that's the that's the, what we've got going on right now. We have a totally inept, out of touch GOP, so-called leadership that doesn't want to attack Democrats about anything. So the, the bottom line here is. The, the thing is, we've got to really start asking, why are the Democrats intentionally blocking aid to Hawaii? And I can't even begin to answer that because my thought was, well, Biden doesn't care about Hawaii because it, it will always vote blue. Hawaii will always vote for Democrats. That's never going to be in question. You could starve Hawaii to death. They would still vote for Democrats. And you and I know that's the truth. Okay? Yeah, and it makes it hard for some people that I've talked to to, to it, it it brings down a little sympathy, I'll be honest, because a lot of what's going on that they're suffering right now is because of their own government that they voted in. That they voted in, but, the, but I'm not blaming the victims. No, I'm not either. I'm happen. devastated for Hawaii. I love them so much over there. Well, Don't the get me wrong. Was a beautiful, oh. The Hyattown was a beautiful little spot. Uh, you know, I'm sure that, you know, it, being in San Diego, many, many, many of your listeners have been to Maui. I'm sure of it. Uh, and, and the saw the town. Right. So, no, I'm not blaming yeah. the victims. What I'm saying is, is yeah. that at some point, it's like we hear that about from when we live in California, too. Well, you voted for this. Well, first of all, not everybody voted for it. But you are right. At some right. point, Democrat voters have to start connecting the dots between their own misery from their failed leadership and their vote. But I still, but it still doesn't explain, Andrea, why they would intentionally block anyone from distributing aid inside of Maui. That I can't explain. Well, they're the saying that, that it, you know, the shipments were not government approved, and that is how government looks at things. If you've ever worked in government, or you know somebody's worked in government, it's that's it's. it's it's about power, and it doesn't make sense. Nothing right. that they do makes sense, but it's yeah. it's how they it's how government works. It's that inefficient. Is, is it's unproductive. Yeah. This is why you don't. This is why you don't give government control over your lives. This no, is why you don't give government has, control over your health care. Yeah, but do they have? Is, has martial law been declared in Maui? Does the federal government right now have control over Maui? Because I haven't seen anything like that of you. Um, I, I, no, but the, but, you know, we, just like martial law wasn't declared when Fauci and the CDC, uh, put controls over every hospital and what you were and, and, right. and doctors everywhere and what they were allowed to prescribe. So effective, they have affected control, even if they haven't declared exactly. it. Somebody's got to start. And I think that a lot of the problem here, Andrea, is our own side is not noisy about these That's things. Right. We could be raising a stink. The left has mastered the art of raising a stink about these issues effectively. And whether, whether they have the media on their side or not, which they do, they know how to make things stick. Our side spends a week just, you know, trying to figure out what to say in response. Right. So until we shape up on our own end, 
nothing will improve. But in the meantime, at what point do the people of Hawaii start to say, wow, I always thought the feds would be there for us. Now we know they're not. If you're on one of the other Hawaiian islands and you're looking at that and saying, you know, we could be next with a hurricane, with a fire. with that a, Right. That was the message eruption. out of Katrina. The one thing yeah. I said to everybody out of Katrina, there's not an area down there where I don't have family and friends. And my message to you is the message you should learn from this is not to trust your government. We've got two minutes. Can you hold for a second, Brian? Are you going to be Are able to stick bet, around for another segment? You bet, you bet. Yeah, I want to quickly go to the phones. Who do we have on the line? Oh, good. If Disaffected Mike can hold on, we're going to take a break. We come back. We've got more with Brian Maloney. Disaffected Mike has called in. It's been a while since we heard from our man. So we're going to take his call when we come back. Don't go away. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. We've got uh, Brian Maloney of Red Wave America stuck around uh, for another segment. Before we continue with um, our Mondays with Maloney, we've got Disaffected Mike called in. Hello, my dear. Hi, Andrea. Hi, Brian. Andrea, I want to apologize for not coming to the to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. a little pers- I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I'll make it up to you. But I had a personal emergency. I had to I deal understand. with anyway. Okay. So. So um, I had a house uh, in in Maui in the McKenna area, which is just south of Wailea and Kihei. And um, and north of that is uh, uh, the Lahaina, Lahaina area that, that, that happened. I've got friends there still um, that I can't get a hold of. Oh. Um, I can't I, I can't get any any info in or out at all. Wow. They can't contact me. I can't contact them. I don't know where they are. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if they were, you know, if they're, if their houses are still there. I don't know if they're even missing. Um, all I know is, is that, is that the media in this country is shameful. Um, it, it is, it is beyond, it is beyond repair at this point that we have a legitimate uh, curious media, skeptical media in the United States. What we have now is basically Pravda. Uh, we have uh, we have a media that will cover for Democrats, Democrat presidents, Dem- Democrat uh, administrations. Um, uh, Biden having no comment on the situation in, in Maui is disgusting. He disgusts yes. me as a, as an individual and as a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it can't. This cannot go on. This country cannot withstand. Another year of this, or another uh, 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 term of this buffoon. Uh, we are in dire straits if people elect this guy because they hate Trump so bad. Um, well, disaffected Mike, thank you. Yeah, uh, I'm going to have to leave it there because we've got Brian Maloney on hold. But I'm, I'm going to have thank him. You. No, no worries. I'm glad you called in. Prayers for uh, your friends there. Hopefully you're going to hear from them soon. And I have I a special so love for Hawaii. There's just something about Hawaii that just I love so much. My fa- Literally my favorite place I've ever been. I've spent many, many, many weeks there and I just absolutely love it. Uh, please I, keep I, us posted with your family. I will. And, I, will. Uh, I got married in Kauai. I mean, that's how much I love Hawaii. Kauai is my favorite yeah. island of all the islands. Um, it, 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 it's, it's one of mine too, but, yeah. but, I, but I'm telling you, it, it is Hawaii holds a special place in my heart and and the media the media blackout uh for biden on yes. hawaii is disgusting and it needs it to stop is. and i don't know how it's going to end i just don't know well thank you for calling in appreciate you disaffected mike brian maloney your response 
Well, I think he's absolutely right. I mean, the bottom line here is the fact that the news media is so dishonest that they don't even care about the victims in Hawaii, yeah. and they're quickly trying to move on to other subjects rather than what's going to happen next to the people of Hawaii. And if the situation with these kinds of winds and these damaged power lines from this Hawaiian electric utility, which, by the way, the stock price tumbled today at the company. I don't know if you saw it. But, I mean, this could happen again in, uh, in and around the other islands of Hawaii. So mm-hmm. this story might not even be over yet. I've never seen... I'm telling you, and you, were, you made a point, though, before the break that I thought we should talk about for a second. You talked about how you can't rely on the federal government. You can't rely on FEMA. When FEMA you think FEMA is going to ride your rescue. So I was in, you know, I, you know, I grew up in California. Mm-hmm. 1989 earthquake, you know, my hometown, Santa Cruz, was wiped off the map in 1989. I was the epicenter of the quake. Uh, you know, these FEMA clowns come in. Uh, and it was the second natural disaster we'd had that decade. 1982, we were slaughtered by uh, floods, okay? People died, uh, and it was horrible, okay? Both times FEMA comes in, and they don't want to help anybody with anything, all right? And, you know, and you're seeing there's no power, there's no water, there's no groceries, uh, and Santa Cruz County is a very isolated place. There's like three roads in and out, basically, and they are all cut off by landslides from the earthquake. Uh, and, you know, so you realize that you're kind of living on an island there. And what you realize real fast is the feds are not your friend. They no. come in for the cameras or whatever. But this time around, it's different. They're not even pretending to want to help anyone in Hawaii. No. And I think that's the difference. Like, they're not even parading for the cameras because the cameras are not there because the press isn't even interested. They want to bury the topic. Exactly. It's like the border. It's like the border but, yeah. completely yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. ignore it. We have how much military over in Honolulu and Kai Lenny's having to have jet skis and boats go and pick up medicine from Kona. I mean, yeah. unbelievable. And the legacy media, I'm looking up and what do I see? Grand jury, Georgia grand jury returns indictments awaiting well, unsealing. Yeah. I've only got five more minutes with you. I got to switch gears to 2024 because this grand jury tonight and the Jan 6 and all of this and the media covering up, uh, all of it, you know, media covering up Hawaii, covering up the Biden crime family stuff is all about to try to control the outcome of 2024. The GOP Republicans were in Iowa. Um, your take on where things stand right now in terms of the GOP primary? Well, the bottom line here is that the, uh, I mean, uh, Iowa or not, okay, DeSantis, who's uh, running third in some polls, third right now, third, okay, uh, you know, maybe tied for a second, who knows, depending on the day in the poll. That guy right now should be screaming from the rooftop how fundamentally insane it is to indict the, the former president of the United States 20 different ways uh, with all, every liberal jurisdiction trying to, to weigh in with their own indictments. Uh, he should be screaming at the unfairness of this because if he were to somehow end up first in the polls and become the nominee and become president, they're going to do the same thing to him. And if he yeah. doesn't realize that, then he's even dumber than I, than I thought because I think he's been an idiot on the campaign trail. I'm sorry. I don't know if your listeners like him or not. Total idiot. I think he's the worst campaigner I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen some bad ones. Uh, and if a guy like this Vivek uh, can come in there and, and beat him in some polls, uh, that tells you a lot. And he's doing that by talking about 
issues, just as RFK Jr. is yeah, talking about. Yeah, issues. He, uh, Ravet Ramaswamy. I don't. I, I don't know if I've got time to play the clip, but he basically came out and said the Ukra- Ukraine war is repayment for the bribery scheme. He is hitting yeah. it so hard, and you know what? Oh, yeah. It's that he kind is. of stuff that, and, and he hits these indictments hard. You know, you don't have to. You know, you know partner with the deep state in order to beat Trump. And that's what he's doing. And that's why he's repulsive to me, DeSantis is. And by the way, where is DeSantis? Why is he not in Hawaii? Well, and that's just it. And Ramaswamy here could end up being Trump's VP pick. I mean, because he's acting like a guy who deserves it. I'll tell you that. He's acting like a man who who could be uh, highly considered for that. There's some stuff about him in uh, biotech he was involved in that's going to come out that uh, I don't know how he's going to get through. It doesn't look terrible, but it's not great either. So I don't know about that. But the bottom line here is any GOP candidate, but also these uh, uh, Republican senators, they should be screaming bloody murder. You don't even really hear Ted Cruz screaming anymore no. about things. Uh, you know, Ted Cruz, his wife's at Goldman Sachs. It's a very comfortable lifestyle. He's not sticking his neck out for mm-hmm. anybody. And no. the other ones aren't either. So what's wrong with even the ones we thought were on our side or not anymore? So what's going on here? And the bottom line is every indictment now makes Americans even more resolved to support Trump. Trump's a genius on the campaign trail. Is Trump perfect? No. Are there a lot of things about Trump I would change even right now that I would change about Trump? You better believe it. Um, We've talked about a lot of things in the weeks past, like making better personnel decisions, the whole list of them. We've talked about them. But the bottom line is right now, if you're not fuming mad and ready to go out in the streets and do anything you can for Trump right now, you haven't been paying attention to the headlines because they have turned our legal system into a, a just a farce uh, to suit their own partisan needs. They're tearing the country to shreds. Because I think you look at these indictments tonight, the RICO statute, they're, they're using the, the organized crime statute uh, against Trump in, in this latest series of indictments here that were unveiled tonight. RICO, so he, like he's some kind of mobster or something. And Stupid. the thing that even the left ought to understand is now that you guys have, have done this, every future ex-president, I don't care, Democrat or Republican, is going to be indicted from now on. This is what will happen for the next hundred years that this country somehow hangs on. We will end up like Peru, where every ex-president is immediately thrown in prison. They have a special prison for all their ex-presidents. Uh, and every the last four are all in prison right now in the same uh, way. You know, that's yeah, where we're at. That's where we're at. Brian Maloney, thank you for being here. It's Mondays with Maloney. Every Monday night. Thanks for being here, my dear. All right. We're going to take a break. We got more coming up on the other side. 888-344-1170. It's getting ugly over the family of the blind side. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. It's got pop culture implications, in my opinion. And I'll share with you why. AK, dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her. She's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um, before I get into this uh, story about Michael Orr and the Tui family, I want to play this clip. Before the break, we were talking to Brian Maloney about the Trump and, and you know the whole situation, including tonight's Georgia grand jury indictments. I want to play. Oh, oh and we were also talking about twenty twenty four. And how Trump continues to dominate and Vivek Ramaswamy is now number two. I want to play this clip because it's somebody talking about how they just don't understand how the Republican Party 
uh, still supports Trump. Please play clip seven. So look at Donald Trump's resume. He, you know, a federal jury has found him uh, liable for sexual assault. He's facing charges for fraud, conspiracy, obstruction, uh, now racketeering. Um, he has been charged with violating the Espionage Act. And the Republican field cannot figure out how to run against him. Ron DeSantis cannot figure out, gee, what issues could I possibly use to beat him? Which tells you a lot about the other candidates, but it also tells you a lot about the state of the Republican base right now. That, in fact, his numbers have gone up um, every time that he has been indicted. And I don't necessarily think that that will change after the Florida, I'm sorry, after the Georgia charges come down. But it is this extraordinary, extraordinary and abnormal moment when someone facing that many charges that are that serious really is continuing to dominate the Republican Party and. They continue to want to buy this ticket into 2024. So this is not normal and it's not rational. Not normal and not rational continue to support him. They're just perplexed because he should have been gone by now. Any other president would have been gone within the first year of what they were putting him through with the Russian collusion hoax. And yet he continued, even the Russian collusion investigation, right? And the Robert Mueller investigation, any other Republican would have gone away. He kept working. I think they thought that by the first indictment, he would have gone away. Well, by the well, by the impeachment. Remember the impeachment under they couldn't get rid of him with the Russian collusion uh, investigation. Then they tried the Ukrainian impeachment. That didn't work. And the entire time he was working, he didn't take a dime. And they're like, well, you were now you Republicans continue to support him no matter how much, how many. And, and you listen to what he says. Uh, someone facing that many charges. He, you know, it's about just, th- I mean, how many phony indictments, how many phony ways can we charge this guy and you're going to continue to support him? And by the way, let me correct him, though. He says a federal jury found him viral, uh, found him liable for a sexual assault. That's not true. He was he was sued civilly for the stupid case involving that should have never been brought involving the uh, woman who claimed that he did something in a Bergdorf Goodman dressing room, by the way. Uh, They're they're perplexed and they don't get it. They don't get it because they don't want to believe that we're on to them, that they can't continue to gaslight us anymore. What do you mean you people aren't buying our crap anymore? You mean you don't actually believe you actually think you agree with Trump that something untoward happened in the election? What's wrong with you people? What you you actually don't believe in the FBI and the DOJ anymore that simply because we charge somebody with something that you don't. Because remember, remember Kavanaugh. They tried to, to completely destroy through Brett Kavanaugh. They tried to completely destroy the notion of innocent until proven guilty. And we're not going along with it. We're supposed to go, oh, well, there's smoke, there's fire. The FBI and the DOJ have cooked up these charges. What's wrong with us? You people are insane that you're not going along with it. You think they don't realize, Andrea, that unless they absolutely get this guy in jail, which, I mean, who knows what would even happen then, but every time they do something like this, it just pushes him further to make sure he stands up for the country. Well, it's not even about him anymore. It's about the fact that this confirms what I and others have been saying, that they're not really trying to, to take out Trump. They're trying to get rid of the 75 million voters. 
They th- they keep thinking if they cut off the head of the snake that we're eventually going to die off and we're not and they can't figure it out. These are like abusive husbands and every bit of this is just like an abusive husband that who's got a wife who's not putting up with it anymore. And the tactics and the tools to keep her to keep her down aren't working anymore. What do you mean you're leaving me? What do you I don't I don't get why she's not putting up why my same old tactics to bully her into submission aren't working anymore. They don't get it. And they're having to continue. They keep trying the same the same tactics and they're not working. Because wife or girlfriend has figured it out. She knows it's not her fault. She knows she's done nothing wrong. She knows that it's nothing but about abuse and power. And she's not putting up with it anymore. And that's where we are as voters. Those of us that continue to support Trump do so because we see who the abusers are. We see who the criminals are. And it's our own government. It's not Donald J. Trump. And every time they sling another indictment at him, another charge at him, it only confirms what we've already said. Case in point, he's been he's been indicted um, for they had to do Georgia because the Jan six indictments weren't working. Why didn't the Jan six indictment work? Why did people still support him? Well, because he's being he's being indicted because he, quote, created mistrust in the election system that supposedly how dare he say it was rigged? How dare he say there was anything wrong in 2020? Meanwhile, the Dem- the uh, Democrat state attorney general in Michigan has been forced to admit that the story that came out from Gateway Pundit, the Democrat operatives were busted in October of 2020 in Muskegon, Michigan, a city of 38,000 dropping off between eight and 10,000 fraudulent voter registrations in a single drop. She's had to admit that that was true. And she, this is the same attorney general who was indicted 13 Republicans on felony charges to try to prop up the Jan 6 indictments against Trump. This story alone should have Trump, have them drop that indictment against him and apologies forthwith, but they won't. Because every bit of this is the the United States government being completely corrupt, full of criminals like the FBI today, who we found out headed off the Biden, uh, tipped off the Biden transition team. Why did the Republican Party not immediately today file impeachment against Christopher Wray? Because they're in it together. I don't know what the solution is, but I know that it's not trusting anybody in office today. And as much as I like Congressman Biggs, he's not able on his own to get anything done. It's up to us. We had our Saving America town hall. I got an email from somebody who was like, I think the event missed the mark. It really was, it was too much about talking about problems and not priorities. Well, how do you figure out what the priorities are if you don't discuss the problems? You got to discuss the two go together. And it's not for, for me to sit here and tell somebody what the priority should be. We got to figure it out together. And to me, the number one priority is the deep state. Because they're controlling our elections through a weaponized Department of Justice and a weaponized FBI. And until that gets solved, I don't know. I don't know how we could do anything. We got to start. Um, we, we, I guess the only thing that we can do, which came out at our Saving America Town Hall, is that we can't fix the system. We've got to get 
some people elected. We've got to get a president elected in 2024, which may be too late, but it's got to be. And how do we get him elected when the Democrats and the FBI and the DOJ control the outcome of our elections? We got to get involved locally. We got to run for office locally. We've got to be helping campaigns. We've got to be working in ballot harvesting. We've got to be down there poll watching. We've got to get active, active, active. The person who emailed me that that there wasn't enough focus on priorities. It was like, where were you? That's what we did. The entire (laughs) town hall was talk about priorities was somebody that didn't stand up and say a word. Officer Brandon Tatum says he got it from Dennis Prager, but he says there's three kinds of people. Those that do nothing, those that are warriors, and those that support the fighters. The person who sent me that, sent me that email is somebody who does nothing. We got to get active and do something. You got to be a warrior. We got to be a warrior. Donald Trump is a warrior. I can't imagine being him tonight, Skins. Before these indictments out of Georgia, he was looking at 500 years. And because this is a local DA case and this isn't federal, he will have to be suffer the indignities, <clears throat> the humiliation, which is what they want of the mugshot. And let me tell you, if for some reason they manage to break him and he says enough, I won't run in 2024 if you'll drop this crap and give me my peace. As of right now, it's not Ron DeSantis that I would. Hey, vote everybody. For. Mike Pence here. I ain't voting for Mike Pence. And as of right now, I wouldn't vote for DeSantis because he has not come out. He has, he, he, he's either doesn't understand, and I've said this for two years about him, that he's done a good job as a governor, but I didn't know where he stood on the national issues, and particularly the deep state, which is my number one issue. And as of right now, he's not my guy. Because either he doesn't understand it, or he gets it, and he just wants to benefit from it to win office, in which case, he's not my guy. Final segment coming up. Don't go away. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Well, I, I, I leave that uh, to the good Lord and to the American people. Mm-hmm. But Karen and I felt called to end this race because I think this country's in a lot of trouble. And Joe Biden has weakened America at home and abroad. And... Uh, with all the privileges we've had to serve. Um, Excuse me while I cough up a furball. Four years as a governor, 12 years as a... I can't, I can't, I can't. <clears throat> no. Ugh. My gosh. Actually exclusively played that to see if you could get through it. No, no, absolutely not. Um, terrible. All right, so um, we all watched the movie The Blind Side, and just what an amazing movie. Skins and I were talking about it before <clears throat> the show. Sandra Bullock at her best, perfectly cast. Tim McGraw did great. Just the little boy who played SJ was just absolutely beyond adorable. It was just. I think it's her best movie. Absolutely. And I actually was familiar with the story before the movie came out. So I was super excited to see the movie because I had read who remembers Reader's Digest. Uh, not read. Was it? Uh, yeah, it was Reader's Digest. It used to be um, in doctor's offices. And I read the story um, when he was in. Old, he was at Ole Miss, Ole Miss at the time. And so I couldn't when the movie came out, I had remembered the story. Um. 
after the movie came out, the only discrepancies that Michael Orr mentioned in terms of not being truthful that I remember reading about was that he said that he did know about football. They made it seem as though he didn't know anything about it, but that made the movie cuter. Um, but he didn't really like that, the fact because it made him look kind of dumb, but that, you know, that wasn't true. Um, he didn't immediately start living with them right away that he actually couch surfed a bunch of different homes before he ended up staying with the Tui family. That's the only discrepancy I'm aware of. I continue to follow the family on Twitter. Um, I saw that SJ went to play basketball somewhere. And while Michael Orr, I followed his football career because that was when I was obsessed with the NFL. Um, He bought SJ a car. So it seemed as though the family was still intact and there wasn't any bad blood. And then I just kind of, he, he, you know, ended up leaving football. He did not have a long, illustrious career. And then about a year ago, I saw that he had gotten married, that he had had four or five babies out of wedlock, and the Tui family was not at the wedding. And around that time, I also saw that he had said that he regretted the movie. It was the biggest mistake of his life. And I thought, oh, something, you know, it's just something's not right here. And honestly, I questioned him and his character because, you know, uh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, somebody wins the lottery or somebody becomes a major celebrity and has all the benefits and all the perks from that. And then they start complaining about it. Right. Like, you know, oh, boo hoo. You get to you get to go to the front of the line at Disneyland. It was that I had that kind of reaction. Today, we find out that he has filed a lawsuit against the Tuies. And claiming that he was lied to, that he found out in February of this year that he had never been adopted. And that stuck out at me. I'll get to that in a moment. He has said that he signed something called a conservatorship at the age of 18. He believed that he was being adopted uh, and that he didn't realize at the time that he says that he was told that this conservatorship was basically him being adopted and that it gave the Tuies. Uh, full control of all of his contracts uh, going forward until the age of 25, and then it continued. It didn't expire. I'm not an attorney. I haven't read the complaint. The Tuies are going to be issuing a statement tomorrow. Um, I know the Tuies came under a lot of criticism for um, being white and bringing this child into their home, and they were accused of basically glorifying themselves by taking on a project of a young black man. Um, I have a couple of concerns here at just first blush, and I can't wait to see their statement tomorrow. Um, I, I have a hard time believing he didn't know until February of 2023 that he wasn't adopted because when, when the movie came out, it was made public that he wasn't adopted. So I'm not sure why he didn't know he was adopted back when the movie came out because I knew that he wasn't adopted. And I remember thinking at the time, well, why wouldn't they adopt him? You know, I, I get the fact that he's 18 and an adult, and that was part of the narrative was, well, you know, we don't really need to adopt him because he's an adult now. So, you know, there's not any and, you know, he still has a mother that he's in conversations with and and has, you know, communication with. So and I thought, oh, OK, well, that makes sense as long as he's taken care of financially as a family member. In fact, that's something I want to talk to Gary Quackenbush about tomorrow. So that's suspicious on his end for me. But what's suspicious to me on their end for me is this conservatorship. 
if you're not going to adopt him because he's an adult now and you did your part launching him, he should be grateful for the fact that they hired this tutor, Miss Sue, who they then bought a condo and gave free rent to so that she could continue to educate him and help him and help not educate him, but help tutor him so that he stays up on his on his academics while he's playing football. Um, You know, you know, after you know, after doing all that to launch him, if you feel like, you know, it's not appropriate to adopt him because of his mother or whatever, shouldn't there still be something done to give him familial benefits like your other two children? Um, I'm suspicious of this conservatorship. And what he was told, if you don't feel like you can adopt him, why do you feel like you have to have control over him and his contracts? That's something parents would do. He also claims that he didn't get a dime, that when his story was sold, he didn't get any money. And they stood to make millions off of these contracts for for him. So I'm suspicious of both sides at this point, and it makes me sad. And I'm concerned from a pop culture standpoint, as I see it scrolling under CNN, of how this is going to be played by the Black Lives Matter movement, by the left that continues to work so hard to divide us as a race. And I see that it it has potential to really further divide this country because it's such a popular, well-known story. So I don't know why he's claiming he didn't know he was not adopted 10 years ago or 20 years ago, because it was it 20 years ago. I don't I don't know how old he is now. Um, and, the movie was out in uh, 2009. Yeah. So, yeah. So that the movie was out 14 years ago and it was a long. Yeah. So uh, 20 years ago. So there's I'm suspicious on both sides because I think that I think that you can have. Ugly stuff happen in any family, and I've had I've had stuff in in my family uh, between my parents and others get ugly legally. So I'm going to keep watch on that story. Thanks to uh, my guest tonight from Landmark Legal, Michael O'Neill, as well as Mondays with Maloney's. Thanks to listeners. Thank you, Skins. We'll be back tomorrow. Keep the conversation rolling. Follow me on all the socials. Email me at andreakshow.com, and we will see you tomorrow. Peace out. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.